So now we're ready to work a bit with inner roles. Had a big discussion there about a way that you can work with outer roles. Not the only way, but it is a way and a system that you can use to work with outer roles. Now we want to have a little bit of a discussion about inner roles. So remember these inner roles are the more relational aspects and the things that people are taking on in the relationship. They usually don't have any sort of title um, tied to them. Now, sometimes you'll have, um, like in a family, often a mother will pick on up a lot of those roles as like nurturer and, you know, educator. And then sometimes a father will pick up roles like disciplinarian or, you know, whatever. And that's not to say that that happens in every family, every household that same way. But there are often some typical kind of stereotypical roles that go with inner roles that may match outer roles. But that's not always the case. And I bring that up so that you can be aware that um, we can't assume that because someone fits a certain stereotype that that inner role is the role they should play. So for example, if there's only one woman on the team, that doesn't mean that that woman should be the nurturer or that woman should be the, um, the, the comforter. That woman might be the disciplinarian. It, it doesn't matter that it's a male or a female or that it's a manager or a scrum master. Um, what, what this is more in tune with is who are these individuals and what are their natural tendencies um, to fill a gap that's needed on the team. So where inner roles become important in the workplace and working with systems is that they often there's often conflict around these inner roles, either because someone is tired of being in that role and they're the only one who ever does it, but no one else is picking up that, that slack. So there's frustration. Or it's rubbing against other people because it's they tend to be the subject or the, the target of that role's function. Um, so there's a, a couple of different things that could happen there, but ultimately some conflict might arise. Another reason that conflict might arise around these inner roles is because there may be um, some unhealthy or unskilled communication or ways of behaving as they're performing that role. So, for example, someone who is in the role of, you know, the one who punches holes through everything, um, the more analytical type role. So if they're in that role, it's a really important role. But if they're performing the role in a way that is hurtful or mean or frustrating or feels like they're putting people down or they're being just always negative and pessimistic, that might create some conflict and some upset in the team. So it doesn't mean that the role is bad. The role is needed and it's important. It's necessary. So we have to be able to separate the role and the function of that role from the unskillful behavior that's taking place as the role is coming forth. So if we're exercising unskillful behavior, 
there needs to be some work around how can we change the way we communicate so that we can skillfully perform that role. But we don't want to throw the role away because the individual who's performing the role is not doing it in a way that's helpful um, for that team. So two things. First, it's necessary to have inner role functions, and we have to make sure that that's clear and we educate the team on inner roles and that they're necessary. We educate the team on the need to separate the function of the role and however it's being performed. We also have to remember that a role is not a human. So the role is a function that needs to happen in the system. It keeps coming up, so that means it's needed. So who does it? Could be anybody. There may be a common individual that keeps filling it. Okay. Then part of the work that you're going to do with the team, so they've got this understanding, they've got a clear view of, okay, what are roles? Now, if we're working with a specific role that's got some conflict around it, some of the questions that we would ask the team as we're coaching them um, would be around, how is this role actually useful? So it may be frustrating us right now, but how is it actually useful to have this role on our team? How is this role being helpful? Or how is it attempting to be helpful? So we want to recognize the fact that this role is needed and there are some good things about this role. So we want to bring that stuff out and help the team to see this is a role, this is a function, and the function is necessary and it has good in it. It has potential to be good. We don't want to lose it. Then we want to actually talk about, well, what would happen if we didn't have this function happening on our team? If no one were filling in the role of the risk taker that's frustrating you right now, what would happen? What would the impact of no risk taker be? Or what would the impact of no troubleshooter be? Okay, So we're looking at what would happen if we lost this role? So how is it helpful? What's good about it? And what would be really bad if we lost it? And then we want to look at what's frustrating us today about the role. Don't focus there forever, but take a look at, well, if it's good and we don't want to lose it, then what's frustrating? Because what's frustrating us is really what needs to change. That's the piece that we need to work with. So we probably want to look at who are the people, not as in you, 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 but how are people occupying the role today? Is it just one person who's always occupying the role? Are there multiple people who will step in and occupy the role? And understand their perspective of that role. Well, when I'm occupying that role, this is what's happening for me. This is what it's like to be in that role for me. This is what's good about it. This is what's frustrating about it. This is what's challenging about it. This is what it feels like to be in this role all the time. This is what it feels like to once in a while step into that role. So you're gonna get some understanding around that. And then encourage them, okay, well, why don't you take off that role and let's see what it feels like to not have to be responsible to be the one that pokes holes in stuff. 
What's that feel like? What's the freedom in that? What's the constraints in that? What are your fears about that? So they'll often feel like, well, if I don't do it, nobody else will and we'll crash and burn. You know, this is often why um, we step in and do things and fix things for the team because we're afraid if we don't, nobody will. So as we start to identify those things, these are things that the team can work out. Okay, so there's a fear that no one will um, troubleshoot things if you're not always the one doing it. Team, what does it feel like to hear that? How's that land with you? How is that something that we might be able to solve? What would happen if Julie or David doesn't always troubleshoot? What would happen? Okay. So then the next thing we want to do is have people occupy a different role. So if you're always occupying the break the ice role, if you're always occupying the fill the silence role, um, or the troubleshooter role, or the um, nurturer role, the bring treats for the team role. Um, occupy a different role. Let's get into this mental space of a different role. And you might do this exercise in a like in a room with like a wheel, a, put some blue tape on the floor and make a wheel or something. Have people occupy different roles. See what it feels like to be in those roles. Um, have them truly like, okay, well, what would it be like if I stopped being the troubleshooter? I'm going to take that role off. And instead, I'm going to be the observer of things good. What would that be like? And have them start to think, well, what would it feel like if I did that? So have people try on different roles and understand what these different roles are like, who's comfortable with what, and then um, identify the fears of vacating the roles, the fears of taking on the roles. And then when you're done with that, then you can all have a, de a debrief around well, what roles are actually necessary and needed, and which roles um, have what you would call like role nauseum. I'm just sick of being in this role all the time. I recognize it's necessary, but I'm tired of it and I don't want to do it anymore. So who will do it? Or do we just say we don't need it anymore and we see what happens? And then you want to make some working agreements around what experiments are we going to try? What are we going to do? How are we going to ensure we have the proper things happening? And what are we going to do about roles that are being done unskillfully, um, how can we help with those doing them in a manner that's more helpful? And that may be a different coaching session about um, communication, collaboration, things like that. So I hope this was helpful for you in dealing with inner roles with your team. And I'm looking forward to talking to you more about ghost roles in the next video.